It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by TeePublic.com for the t-shirt lovers and the t-shirt designers who like to have fun, laugh, look good, feel comfortable, get good jobs, get sweaty dancing, and go home with someone who also does those things. And we love tpublic.com so much that we created our own store with all of our fun t-shirts and everything on tpublic, including the BGN Radio Store, right now is on sale. $14 for all of the t-shirts that we have on there. Just go to bgnradio.com, click on the store, and everything is there for you. Also, 15 to 25% off right now of all the accessories, mugs, stickers, phone cases, onesies, and a lot more. Just head to tpublic.com or, again, to bgnradio.com and click on the store. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Anyone that wants to doubt me, I'm just it just feels a fire, you know, and um, I'm just ready to prove anybody wrong and um, prove people right, the people that believed in me. So I'm ready, ready to go. Oh, what's going on? Bleeding Green Nation Daily. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, we are not doing the Facebook Live today because, well, frankly, my face looks like a lobster because I don't believe in sunscreen for some reason, and that is a bad idea, but we welcome you in to the BGN Radio Daily Podcast Series. I am John Barchard here with you once again. Normally, this is where Tehran and Barrett would be, but they are, you know, superstars, and they got a lot of different things going on. So, unfortunately, they aren't here today, which is no worry because I didn't stand in the sun just to stand in the sun, was down at Eagles practice again for joint practices against the Dolphins. They are actually going to be with you on Friday with some uh, with some post-game thoughts and things of that nature. And uh, our uh, pregame show should be out uh, sometime uh, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night, something like that, to get you going and ready for the Dolphins and what you guys want to see, what we want to see, your questions, a whole bunch of other stuff. If you could, please rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, tune in Google Play wherever you are listening to us out there, and just you know send us some hearts and comments 
if you're listening on the SoundCloud.com as well. Listen, it was uh, it was a little bit of a toned-down day today. Everybody was in shorts and shells, not trying to do too many crazy things as you know, they got a, they got uh, the most important game of the preseason coming up. Uh, kind of solidifying everything, doing a little bit of game planning against these guys. Part of the reason why they doing uh, why they're doing joint practices and things of that nature. Uh, but I want to start out with uh, how things ended at practice today, and that was with Doug Peterson. And now, after just kind of asking around and snooping around Novacare, and plus Doug Peterson pretty much said it already. But uh, it sounds like that the whole LeGarrette Blunt not being with this team, or he or Adam Kaplan had said at some point over this weekend, he doesn't expect, or the chances of LeGarrette Blunt are smaller than they were from the week uh, before. But this is uh, this is what Doug Peterson said today about LeGarrette Blunt, and I know BLG posted about this as well. Just wanted to hear, uh, let you guys hear it for your own ears right here. The guy's a beast of a runner. Um... I don't know what else to tell you. You know, 18 touchdowns, 15 in the red zone last year. That's the production uh, you saw yesterday, the the, t- the style of running that he can do. Um, you know, and the other thing is, listen, we're not we're not game planning these games, so it's it's really hard to go into a game saying, you know, this is this is best against this team. We're trying to execute our our plays, and and um, you know, as a coaches, we might be doing our players injustice by putting them in bad situations. I mean, I, I'm just going to be honest with you, but. He, you saw what he's done these last couple of days. I'm excited he's here, and, and uh, he's going to be a big part of our offense. In the last couple of days especially. Now, I didn't pay too much attention to the offense as much as I did the defense because, again, they were on split fields, and they did do uh, you know full-team drills with everybody on the same field for a little bit towards the end there, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But I just got to say, I don't think, even before Doug spoke, I didn't really have a feeling that Garrett Blunt's place on this team was kind of going anywhere. Uh, and, and said yesterday... Had a lot of pep in his step to Ron Davenport. Also noticed the same thing today. He was running really hard. And that's what happens. It's just what happens. You know, uh, I, whether it was true or not, or whether it got into his head or not, of saying like, hey, uh, the Eagles might be thinking of getting ready. Yeah? There he is. <laughs> the, the veteran knows what's going on. I don't think it was just that either. I just think like, hey, just like yesterday, Torrey Smith had pointed out, you, you, you just have to go during these practices. You just got to go. Otherwise, you're going to get killed. It's another team. It's not your teammate. It's not your teammate that's been practicing with you since, you know, May. This is Miami Dolphins. These are guys trying to make the roster, too. Guys trying to get tuned up and ready for their NFL season. So I think that's more a part of it than it really is the competition of, oh, well, now Smallwood's healthy. And, well, here comes Corey Clement, the Hyundai himself, as Deuce Staley uh, (laughs) politely called him the other day. I don't think it has anything to do with any of that. I think it's just he's a veteran and he's ready to rock and roll. Second day in a row, he's getting tuned up too. So, and to Doug Peterson's point, and I know BLG and a lot of us has already pointed this out uh, already, it's uh, <laughs> it's not exactly, there's no game planning. There's no game planning. And they might be looking at something completely different other than Garrett Blunt getting his head kicked in, running you know to the left side for a negative two-yard loss. It's a, it's a look at a, a bunch of different things. Maybe they're just, you know, giving up the the reason why they traded Matt Tobin. That could have been part of this, too, of just saying, like, do we have enough depth there? Okay, yeah, we do. Are we really losing anything with Matt Tobin? No, we're not. How do we know that? Well, the last two preseason games, we threw some stuff at him. And guess what? It didn't work out. It didn't work out for him. But LeGarrette Blunt's going to be fine. And... 
proudly, I drafted him very, very late in the WIP fantasy draft yesterday, and I advise you to do the same because he's going to fall. I, I think that news just kind of spread around the fantasy community and everybody got scared. Listen, that's, a, that's at least worth 10, 11 touchdowns right there. Late, use him as your flex. He's going to be fine. LeGarrette Blunt's going to be fine. Now, again, the only other thing that's going to move LeGarrette Blunt off of this football team is if they trade for a running back. We went over that yesterday. I won't bore the, bore you with that again, but that's the only thing that I could see. And honestly, after a semi-deep dive last night of, okay, which running backs would teams be willing to give up <laughs> in the first place, and then... Uh, what the Eagles would have to give up to get that guy, or vice versa, it's still not great. There's not a lot of you know uh, home run dunks that are in there. As much as we don't want to admit it as football fans, there's a uh, and again the, we just went through a, a running back class which had a ton of good running backs in it. So it's almost crazy that we're even suggesting trading for a running back now, which is asinine to me. Uh, but you know, there's there's a not. A lot of running backs that you could probably go, okay, it's not the old school, you know, I, I can give you 20, the ball 25 times. It's changing a little bit now, uh, but there's not a lot of folks that are going to give those guys up either. So I, I think you just got to be satisfied with what's going to happen now, but I really do think that there's a strong possibility. And after, in the locker room today even, and chatting with reporters Donnell Pumphrey says he's he's lost a little confidence in himself, which surprised me. He lost a little confidence. That's a guy that broke every Marshall Folk record in high or excuse me in college. So you know when when it's when it feels like that, and you know when he's making mistakes and and that, and you know he's feeling really good coming off OTAs and training camp, and maybe smelling himself a little bit, and he's making some rookie mistakes. Now I don't think he should be overly worried about any of that stuff, but I still think that that's the last battle that the Eagles have to solve here. Is it going to be Corey Clement, or are you going to slap that IR tag on on Donnell Pumphrey with his shoulder or hamstring or whatever you want to kind of come up with there and stash him away for the year? I don't. Th- I still don't think that Corey Clement can make this team uh, but I, I, if they if he has a really good last two games here, uh, they might have to just just roll with it because it's not just Pumphrey the playmaker. It's also well, there's there's not a lot of blocking that uh, Pumphrey can provide on third downs if you have him. Then they're in the backfield. That is, you can have him out in the slot, and it doesn't matter. You can put anybody behind there. But that's the running back battle that's that's left to solve. It, it's not Legarrette Blunt, and I don't think it's anybody else. You know, it's just going to come down to those two guys, and we'll just have to wait, you know, uh, wait back and and kind of see the show here. So, um, and that's kind of what I'm mainly looking for in that third preseason game. Let's see what you got. Let's see if anybody's willing to get in there and, and fight for their job. So it should be should be a pretty crazy battle. Uh, just from practice today, some fun things. Former Eagle, old reliable, Mister Jason Avant. They're hanging out, snapping a lot of pictures before uh, you know fans were heading into the practice field today. It was nice to see his face around the facility. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Scott O'Neill, Sixers CEO, hanging out today, and um, he got you know my uh, a, a really bad side hug from myself, in drenched in sweat, 
it was really hot out. And I, and if I was hot and I was dying in there like a lot of other people were, and I'm glad I wasn't the only one with the, the sweat necklace around the shirt collar, I can't imagine what those guys were feeling today, even if it's just shorts and shells. It was it was hot. The locker room stunk extra good today. So, you know, they did uh, a lot of good work. And honestly, it was another good day for the Eagles secondary uh, for about three-fourths of this practice. Overall, they had a really, really good day. I, I mean, I, I, I sound like I'm being so repetitive, but Ronald Darby continues just to make plays out there against whoever it is. Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, you know, just all over the field. And, and that's how they started, seven-on-sevens in the middle of the field. First play, Darby's there breaking up a pass, a near interception. Because it's a bullet to Devontae Parker, and he gets in front of it. Next play, Jalen Mills gets in there and does the same. That was more Jay Cutler's fault than anybody else because it was more on the side of, of Jalen Mills, but he still broke on the ball and uh, had to die for it. Didn't get the interception, but got the pass breakup. So uh, good on him. Terrence Brooks, another good day for him. At one point, he ended up on one-on-one with Kenny Stills on some – Weird, you know, corner route. Maybe it was a double shaker. There's a bunch of people in front of me. But it ended up towards the sideline, and it was, a, it was a really good ball by Jay Cutler. And he got in there the last second, kind of busted away right before Kenny Stills was about to take it away. It's really good, just one-on-one technique. And as they got into, uh, you know, goal line and, and a whole uh, seven-on-sevens and uh, full-team drills, I mean, they, they really showed it. Ronnie McLeod was the star of the day. He was all over the place. Made the best plays, for sure. He's reading, reacting really, really well, and it didn't matter if it was Jay Cutler or Matt Moore or uh, who was that other kid from Kentucky? Brandon uh, Dougherty, I think that was his last name. Can't remember. Number, number nine he switched to. But, but he was all over the place. Had a huge pass breakup against uh, Devontae Parker as well. Kind of the favorite target to kind of <laughs> ruin everybody's day. But it was it was like a basketball slam. It was like Dikembe Mutombo saying, no, 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 not in my house. Yeah, he was really pumped up today. Had a, and picked off Jay Cutler when he was making mistakes, was, you know, throwing uh, throwing balls a little over over the top in the corner of the end zone. Made some really good adjustments on the ball. Patrick Robinson, unfortunately, uh, a few issues uh, covering the, the Dolphins wide receivers. You are not surprised by that. I am not surprised by that. And actually, uh, Jay Cutler helped him out a couple of times because there was a lot of overthrows where, you know, Parker and uh, Landry had, had beat him cleanly, and he's over there looking for safety help. And the uh, the ball ended up just landing <laughs> softly softly somewhere else. So, uh, but yeah, overall, just the, the secondary is really good. They uh, they started getting their ass kicked, like, at the, the last quarter of practice. They went into full team drills, and Nigel Bradham. Nigel Bradham had <laughs> Nigel Bradham had a rough day today, and it just reminded me of like, all right, when you don't have Jordan Hicks, which by the way, everybody says they're they're all good to go. Les Bone reported uh, yesterday that they're all mild, you know, elbow and, and groin strains, and they'll be ready to go for uh, the season start. I I would doubt that either one of them play on Thursday night, but uh, you know, maybe there's maybe there's a few surprises. Uh, in there already, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Angel Bradham was kind of all over the field. He was letting Anthony Fasano and and just a lot of other random tight ends that are on that team. Who else was on there? I can't. And Mitchell something or other, uh, who's like the third or fourth tight end or second or third tight end on that team, just whipping right by him. He was having a tough day, and he was having a tough day because 
the rest of the guys filling in his shoes weren't doing that great either. I've touted Joe Walker. I think I even said at one point if if he's healthy, he's going to make this team just on special teams alone. And that's probably still true. But, man, oh, man, is he, he's, he is struggling to cover running backs. Like, a, a big liability. Don Cherry's the same way. Joe Walker today in, in goal line drills just cannot stay with guys like Kenyon Drake. Can't stay with the running backs. Now, to, to their credit, neither can a guy like Michael Kendricks. Michael Kendricks has been struggling with Garrett Blunt in one-on-ones, uh, you know, when they're going up against their own teammates. So it's just a, a, a problem. One one problem you can deal with. Like Michael Kendricks is good enough in coverage where it won't look atrocious. Now you take Jordan Hicks out of that, and you have two guys that can't really cover, and Nigel Bradham, who's the only one that can cover, and it's kind of all over the place. And there were some obvious mistakes uh, with the linebacking court today. Uh, there a lot of confusion between safeties and and linebackers there, and I think. There was some frustration with a lot of those different guys. Each each guy kind of took their turn of being like, no, you know, you're supposed to be over here. I'm supposed to be over there. And, and you saw it a lot too. Uh, Joe Walker and Don Cherry, two guys that have been, you know, praised quite a bit throughout camp from coaches or beat writers or uh, stupid radio personalities. Woo-hoo. Uh, it, just, they were just really slow getting from inside to bursting out on, you know, if ever, anybody's running a, a quick hitter or – you know, a, a quick flat or a quick out route to there to get from them, even just where they are in the right hash to the sideline, it was too slow. You know, guys were running right by him, and then the safety would have to come up two yards later and, and complete it. So it just makes such a huge difference when Jordan Hicks isn't on the field. I would say, again, you could probably make up for that at that will spot with Nate Gary or a bunch of other different combinations as long as Jordan Hicks is there. But when he is not there, it is completely different. And that's not to take away from anything that Najee Good has been doing because he took all the snaps with the ones today when they were going in team drills. And listen, he's serviceable, and it's fine. He's serviceable, but just past that, it's, uh, it is it is not great. And <laughs> it keeps kind of peeking his head. Uh, throughout there. And again, I, I wasn't watching a ton of offense today because I watched a ton of offense yesterday and I wanted to make sure uh, just to get kind of both sides going in and, uh, you know, BLG doing important things in Washington, D.C. still. So uh, we uh, we couldn't uh, tag team uh, practice today. But some other interesting things kind of popped out. Uh, you know, Vinnie Curry was still starting despite Brandon Graham not being there. And actually, Chris Long took over for Brandon Graham as they were going on uh, from left to right. There And it wasn't until Vinny Curry got some cramps later on in practice that Derek Barnett kind of came through there. And they, they haven't slowed down either. I think that unit looked really, really good. Um, you know, a couple of, of quote-unquote sacks when they had to blow the whistle early. And there was one point during during training camp today that, you know, they had obviously done their job. And it was like, okay, this is a sack, but they wanted the play to continue. And even when that happened, Jay Cutler held onto the ball for, I mean, I'm not kidding, 12 seconds. 12 seconds. And he couldn't find anybody open, and then he had to just chuck it out of bounds. So, yeah, they they had a they had a really 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 good day today. And there was once um, the that uh, Vinny went down with cramps. They started doing some interesting uh, defensive line combinations there. So they would throw Long and Bennett right next to each other. Long would be you know the left defensive end. Barnett would actually be be playing defensive tackle. Then you had you know Timmy Jernigan in his uh, in Cox's spot. And then Cox is playing right D end there. I thought it was kind of an interesting combination. Actually, opened up Jernigan a few times 
uh, because they're you know they they did that and they would switch you know they would switch back out of it and go into their go into a normal set you know Derek Barnett would be where Vinnie Curry would be and um and and that was kind of interesting sometimes they stayed in it and they came right after him and it worked and Fletcher Cox won one of those battles um I didn't see much uh Derek Barnett uh, playing defensive tackle he's a little he's a little too light for that but you know still be still able to maintain himself and, and get some push back there it was kind of interesting it's something to keep uh an eye on uh moving forward there so um uh, there was a there was a nice moment today where uh Dolphins wide receiver Jakeem Grant and uh, Razul Douglas were kind of going one-on-one together uh during team drills and you just saw Razul just step for step on the entire way completely covered the completely covered just saying nope hell no uh-uh hell no you kidding me hell no <laughs> the entire time down the sideline I love that kid I, I love Razul Douglas. I think he's so smart. I think he's going to be really good. Uh, he's going to take his lumps too because there was uh, – I mean, he had a great day today, but there were times, you know, you just kind of see some of the – some rookie mistakes that come along. You know, when Matt Moore's kind of picking you apart towards the end of practice, you're like, all right, okay, everybody's getting tired. <laughs> everybody's getting tired. And, uh, you know, you, you once uh, once some of the younger guys get a little tired too, you just kind of – you lose your technique, you lose your focus there for a second, and then they got you. Other than that, from what I could gather today, um, it sounded like Wentz had a pretty strong day again. The offense had a pretty decent uh, stretch. It was so weird because I, you, you kind of heard all these like, oh, hey, yeah, from the other from the other field, and I didn't get a chance to. And then as soon as I walked over there, I took a little break because the side that I was on started going into special teams. So I was like, oh, good, I'll get a, I'll get a chance to watch the offense. And the first two plays were – you know, uh, Miami, uh, the Dolphins blew up the offensive line and Wentz had to throw it away. And then the next play, Wentz had a, a bad throw to Garrett Blunt, which dropped on, you know, the I don't know, somewhere. It didn't, it, I think it was a screen that got blown up. And then the very next play was to our old friend Nelson Aguilar, who again beat the slot corner, just bop, 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 as he normally does. And uh, and the, either, the ball got tipped like something happened. Something obviously happened. Uh, I thought the ball was catchable. A couple other people disagreed with me. He says it's really hard to catch a tip ball, and Teron was one of them. And I said, all right, well, whatever. I'll still count it as a drop ball. Uh, but then when they got back together and finished their session out with, uh, you know, the full team on on just everybody's on one field, uh, Nelson Aguilar made a spectacular catch today in a, in a really tight window. Fantastic throw from Wentz between three guys because Miami was in a little zone there. And uh, Nelson really laid out. Caught it, and I noted today, and oh, full practice notes are on bleedinggreennation.com if you're interested in those at all. But uh, completely laid out and 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 brought it in, and I think Nate Allen, who was over top of him, if they had full pads on, and it was if it was Thursday night, there's a good chance Nelson Nelson might have died on the field right then and there. I don't know if he was going to complete that hit or not, but um, regardless, still uh, still another pretty solid performance from uh, the offense. Nelson Aguilar, and Alshon Jeffrey during that time. I just got to tell you, you know, Jake Cutler had said yesterday, if you throw him the football, he's going to catch it. That hasn't yet to be disproven throughout this entire camp, you know. Same thing again. And it was Xavier Howard. Excuse me, not Xavier. I think I said yesterday. Xavier Howard, who's had a really good couple of days, matched up with him again today and just had no answer. Just nothing. On a slant. Nothing, on a quick, you know, uh, you know, flood screen. Nothing, just nothing. There's nothing there. Like he just, the big people beat up little people in that situation. So again, I, I hate to say it for two days in a row, 
If you're worried about the safety blanket and Jordan Matthews not being there, Alshon Jeffrey's your man. It really is. They're starting to find each other a lot. Um, there was a, I, I think uh, LH Shore Parks had known a couple of times they had they had been off in a in a few uh, a few reps today, and you know that's <laughs> that's not, that's nothing new. That's just that's just how football works, you know. It's a crazy thing, and and training camp finally ended today. We we wound down, and I, I just got to say it's been a it was a fantastic time covering uh, the team from that angle this year, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and I I just feel like a lot of the time when you're writing something or tweeting something, we're all looking for this perfect thing, and all like no drop balls ever, no bad passes ever. No interceptions ever. Uh, and on the flip side, like always interceptions, always pass breakups, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth and so forth. Uh, it's just not how football works. <laughs> it's not how the game works. And there are so many people that expect, like, perfection when they're practicing, when they're working on their craft and doing all of that stuff. As much as we talk about, like, oh, well, this guy's having a good camp and you shouldn't take anything for granted and, uh, you know, this is let's, – let's see it happen in a real game – all that stuff's true. The other stuff is true as well. It's just you you're looking for you're looking for perfection and I don't know why people are looking for perfection in practice. It it is amazing. And it's and I get it too. It's because we're dying to see football again. We're dying to see this Eagles team. There's there's plenty at stake, I think, for the franchise and also just for all of our arguments. Good you know, whatever whatever position may lie with Carson Wentz and the defense, the corners, whatever it is. Whether it's infighting between all of Eagles Twitter, or if it's uh, you know Eagles fans against national guys or draft Twitter guys or whatever, there's so much at stake. So like every different tweet and every different move this summer has been like, oh, see, I told you, oh, 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 oh. Uh, and so I'm really excited to get the season going, and I know you guys are too. Uh, we're just gonna keep it nice, short, and quick today uh, because uh, I'm I'm just pumped. We're gonna save a lot more for the big show. 253, I think, will be on, and uh, we'll give a nice uh, full breakdown of the Dolphins and uh, and the Eagles and what we're looking forward to because it, it should be it should be a pretty interesting matchup, uh, and I'm uh, I'm dying to see that Charles Harris get some snaps about <laughs> against Jason Peters, so you guys can do that today because uh, apparently on the one on ones Dylan Gordon was taking care of business uh, on on his end when it came to uh, when it came to that as well, so. Uh, you would hope, and and you would you would hope to see while uh, the Dolphins starters are still out there, Derek Barnett get some snaps. Doesn't look like that's going to happen, but you know, come on, man, come on, Chris, come on, <laughs> come on, Jim, let him in there, let him in there to see what the kid can do. So it should be uh, should be a fun one. Uh, I tell you what, that's going to do it. Uh, please once again rate, subscribe, review. Uh, and uh, we will uh, we'll catch you tomorrow right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. We'll see you tomorrow, guys.